Exterminate! Exterminate! This is the Doctor Who episode of Carnival of Randomness. And we have to thank the Doctor for bringing us back from New Year's Eve so we could do this episode and do the Christmas episode. And you'll hear more about it. I don't want to hear where you were. What? During that Santa well, Don't look. Hey, you... You were on Santa's lap? That may be why I wasn't here, he but... Was, he was holding Santa's sack. <laughs> I think we but were, I think we're going to talk disgusting. Doctor Who. And, of course, it's Rob here and Zach. Thank you, Susie, for introducing sure. us. Yeah, and Susie. Say hi to our... What's what up, our, peeps? And hi, Marissa, your Doctor Who fan. And hi, guys. And everything. With a great haircut, too. She's yes. a great haircut. Which all of you can see. Absolutely. Yes. Admire it. You can see it. this, too. Aw, man, this is family-friendly, and you're doing Oh, that. not anymore, but for Doctor Who, you have to, the irony of Doctor Who in Britain is it came on the day Don, John F. Kennedy was shot. That's when it debuted. What, the 22nd, back in 63? Yes. Huh. Huh. Debuted in 22nd of 16. Originally, it was an educational program for children. That's why if you watch the early episodes, there's a lot of history-based things. The Doctor goes and meets a lot of historical figures. Yeah. And the first Doctor was William. We'll just go through the Doctor. William, William Hartnell. Hartnell. Yeah. And the, the idea of him was interesting because he was a heavy in a lot of the British films. If you look around in the 1950s, he plays gangsters, bad guys. Toughs like that. So basically crotchety bastard, which yeah. he, which his well, doctor kind of was. Which is what he was in the beginning. He was well, a crotchety old man who yeah. only cared about himself and didn't care about Barbara or Susan. Yes. He just did what he wanted. And they were his grandkids, though. There was inference he was married or something or something oh. other. Because I thought they were his grandchildren. He talks about them. Because he's flying around in the TARDIS, which is time and relative dimensions in space, which right. is a police box. It's supposed to ship, change things. I think... It could look like the studio, but it was stuck as a police box. Well, no, it, it's the same principle of the look small on the outside, bigger inside, like uh, Oscar the Grouch's garbage can and Snoopy's doghouse. You know, I was I was watching a, right? a, a documentary on on small and big space. It was, and and they said how some things. There goes my Fitbit. Some things, the way pressure hits small things, it makes things look bigger because the space, because. I'm just going off in circles right now. But space compresses the TARDIS, which makes it bigger well, on I guess the inside. I would, I, from a, from a, I guess from a physiological standpoint, the vacuum of space is going to have some sort of physical effect on an object. And you would think that the at least the police box would be a physical, tangible thing. So, yeah, it's going to f- screw with it a little. And he was a grouch. And one of the things, the second episode was Daleks. And the Daleks... Mm. Became you don't understand how huge they were in the sixties. They almost said they were created by Terry Nation. They were the what was the name of the one? The, the, the Daleks. Guy, the guy who started the Daleks. Well, no, Terry Nation. But did you have yeah. anything to say about the Daleks? You look like you I were just, laughing or something. I was laughing because I just I love the design of the original Daleks Pepper with the pop. toilet plungers on it and the like <laughs> weird like whisks. Salt on the shaker. End. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pepper. Yeah. It's a pepper mill with a plunger on it. The evil pepper plot. <laughs> <laughs> You the want evil salt. salt, salt shaker of salt. And they don't get much better over time. Like, even in the modern episodes, they the, don't get better. Oh, the I think is... the difference is that they they can go upstairs now. Well, no, well, they can was, fly. Yeah, because yeah. it was the, one, the joke. The right, super Dalek. Dalek. Go run down the stairs. <laughs> what was the, the, the one we saw in the Rift Tracks Doctor Who special? The flying Dalek? It was yeah. like the super Dalek or something. But they were oh, huge yeah, in they, the 60s. He's like... Going and flying up the staircase. Yeah, he flew and, up the stairs yeah. because he couldn't walk up the stairs. But they were a race of people who radiation took over the planet. Scarrow mm-hmm. and Davros, they put them like in these little, they like these little Captain belt, whatever suits. these are. They put them in the pepper pots. <laughs> and they want to demolish the universe because they're pepper pots. They're angry. Because <laughs> they got, they're all spicy and... All it can taste they're, is spice. Wait, they're yeah. hot-blooded? Hot-blooded, chicken, see. Oh, but they became huge. They almost My. had a spin-off show. There's a Dalek Christmas song. Google it. There's a Dalek I've Christmas seen, song. Yeah, There's a Dalek Christmas album from the 60s. Yeah. That's amazing. So I remember when when they're on, um, what is it, Scarrow? Yeah. Scarrow. And they, they walk into the forest, and Barbara just walks off like she normally does. She doesn't care. She's just like... Whatever, and then she meets the people that are on there, the, the slaves of the Daleks. What were their names? They were all blonde. 
Oh, I know what you mean, but I can't remember. I can't the remember their names. And then they went to the city, and the doctor from that moment on until today in the series is still running from the Daleks from that moment in time. So to us, it looks like a really long time, but to the doctor, it's like maybe seconds. One of the best episodes, I think, of Hartnell's tenure was the chase where he goes through time trying to find the Daleks they're causing him they, they sunk the Titanic they mm-hmm. killed everybody on the Marie Celeste <laughs> so it was them it was all them Those every, every accident in history but that's something very interesting happened William Hartnell got sick and he had to leave the show were they going to end the show weren't they what were they going to do so that's when it came into being that the doctor can change it was back in the day for the first couple doctors they lost a lot of episodes you can't find them they taped them and went over i i do have to say though um yes the visual on a lot of those is lost apparently the audio still exists so there's a youtuber out there who gets the audio and does cgi recreations of the episodes based on what he thinks is going on from what he can hear. I think they do that with the Celestial Toy. Do you, do you know what the name of the I think it's, is? I think it's Who Recon? Like Reconstruction? Maybe. But what happened then, nothing was ever mentioned of the Doctor's mm-hmm. origin, but there's this... The last episode was the Tenth Planet. Well, that's when the Cybermen came in, and what happened oh, was... Cybermen. Oh, I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> they scare me. Horcon. Well, what about Horcon. them? You could go out about the Cybermen a little. What, why do you hate Maybe. them? Um... I just no. I just think that it's kind of terrifying the idea of being transformed into a literal emotionless robot and like being stuffed inside a metal casing running around and like killing people. Like I just I think there's a political ideological Yeah, there, there's there's some political that's reference. like a, there's there's an is, analogy. Yeah. They're like the Borg a little bit. So are we. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of scary. Yes. But yeah. they went to Patrick Troughton, and what happened with that was that was William Hartnell fell ill, the doctor. He goes in his TARDIS, he came out as Patrick Troughton, who was completely different. He was like a Charlie Chaplin-like character almost, with his little Beatles haircut and everything. And he came out, he's totally different, and they never really explained how this happened. But they had to have somebody continue the show, and they went a different way. Yeah, so they went with Patrick Troughton, and that's when they, he meets um, the Master. Yes, and Jamie and everybody, yeah. too. Yep. But the thing about Patrick Trout, a lot of the, the current actors and everybody really love him. They well, really he's, do. He's a big influence on a lot of them. He's so a like favorite. The, like the current doctors? Or just a lot the of he's a favorite of a lot. Overall. Like Jodie Whittaker, I know that Tennant really liked him. Peter Davison liked him a mm-hmm. lot. Well, he was friendly. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just his personality really just shined through. And, and known as the Patrick Troughton rule, too, where he said he didn't want to do it more than three years because he was going to get typecast. And I guess there was a chance meeting between him and Peter Davison when Peter Davison took the role. And that's why Peter did it. And now it's sort of David Tennant ran into him. Actually, Peter Davison, David Tennant's married to Peter Davison's daughter. Oh, really? And he saw him. Catherine Moffat. So they ran into him. He told me he should only do it for three years. So yeah. That's why a lot of the reasons that the doctors only go three years mm-hmm. is called the Patrick Trout. Well, role. who was the, if you know, I'm sure one of you guys knows because you all have your doctorate in Doctor Who. Snuck <laughs> 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 it in there for you. Uh, who was the longest running doctor? Tom Baker. Was it Baker? Absolutely. It was Baker. Yes, Tom okay. Baker. I think he was on for five years or seven years. Seven. I thought it was seven. seven. Unless you want to count Sylvester well, McCoy because he had the hiatus, but he technically didn't play him. Uh, to be fair, though, we should say, in uh, the in deference or in the difference between American and British TV shows, their seasons are a hell of a lot shorter than ours. And Doctor Who back in the day, the first incarnation of Doctor Who was episodes every. Yeah. There'd be seven episodes a year because they're all four or five parts, and they would have the, right. the it was episode the dramatic, and chapters, right? The dramatic thing at the yeah. end, and they would go on to the next one, and leave you waiting. But that's when really the lore came in at the end of Patrick Charles' tenure. He wanted to quit after three years. He didn't want to get typecast, so they did an episode called "The War Games," where you find out about Gallifrey. You find out he's been on the run, and what happens there is they get him, they make him regenerate. He doesn't want to. Yeah, because it's painful. Yeah. And he doesn't want to say, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. He turns into John Pertwee, who was my my first doctor. He's my first doctor and my favorite. Well, that's not true. John John Baker is with that scarf. We'll we'll get to him after John Pertwee. But John Pertwee was the first doctor I saw in XSI. Yeah, me too. In Inferno, the episode scared the heck out of me. (gasps) 
so scary. We I haven't seen that episode. It's a very scary episode. It's about an alternative dimension. And there's this stuff turning people into these green, horrible apes. Yeah. The doctor goes through time. Oh, that episode. Yeah. Okay. And he goes through the evil. There's a bunch of, it's almost like a Mirror Mirror Star Trek episode where there's all this, like, a fascist state he goes to. And he tries to get home. They're doomed, but he tries to get home to save his own thing. And the thing about this was it was almost inspired by James Bond, the Avengers, the Stephen Peel, not the other one, where he's stuck on Earth. He's grounded by the Time Lords. They will send him off to missions. Right. But otherwise, he has to stay on Earth. So he's trying to fix the TARDIS. He's Dr. John Smith working for UNIT. And John Pertwee was a very comedic actor. You could find him. He's in the funny funny thing happened to the way of the form, a lot of these other things. He became more of a swab, almost like John Steed's secret agent. He had Bessie the car. I loved Bessie. Bessie was the great. Hummobile. The Bessie was awesome. She was yellow, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. I saw she came the car came like, to a convention. <clears throat> But he'd putter around uh, in the car and he'd literally. try to find his way off the planet. Yeah. Okay. But he was very good friends with the master then. It was Richard Delgado. Roger Delgado was the master. And he passed away and John Pertwee decided after five years he didn't want to do it anymore. So he stopped it and that's when he regenerated in uh, Planet of the Spiders. And then we go to all the way there. And I To Tom Baker who's well, yeah. considered... Let me, let me interject. There was when the master met uh, John Pertwee's doctor, because they were best friends. Yes. And when the, what was the guy that played the master? Roger Delgado. When Roger Delgado died, that's why uh, Pertwee stopped. Yes. Because they were best. I mean, he was devastating. And I guess he went on purpose. What he said to them was, okay, I'll come back, but he names some astronomical salary. And they said, you know, no way. Yeah. But then supposedly I read Liz Slayton's autobiography and she said that afterwards he really regretted it because he really loved doing it Mm -hmm. he was almost in tears about it my favorite episode was when the plastic dolls would the autons oh yeah oh the dolls any dolls are scary there was a flower and the flower put like a a mask over your your nose and mouth and the only way to get rid of it was carbon dioxide by breathing on it yes that's, and, that was brilliant. And as people who listen to me at the Hungerford know my feelings on dolls and doll-like things. Are they? Do they they're freak you terrifying. Out? Oh my god, I love dolls. I make dolls. No, get, stay away. They're, I make claymation. No, no. you're shaking. Your claymation, head. fine. Dolls, no. Humanoid objects. It was a legitimate fear. I can't remember the name of it, but it's human-like objects that aren't human. And Tom Baker got the role as a fluke because, basically, he wrote to the director of the BBC. They're looking for a doctor. And he said, I needed a part. He remembered him in Sinbad or Sinbad or as Asput or somebody. So he hired him. <laughs> and it, and, and he that's how it. Tom Baker came out. He's considered the greatest doctor ever. And he brought along his cool. scarf and history began being made, I would Do say. Do you know that he was a painter before he became Doctor? You know, he was in a monastery, too. Was he really? He spent like three or four years in a monastery. I spent two he said his whole life he can't go to the bathroom without fear because he was drilled in that God's watching every minute. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is. <laughs> yeah, and he, but he, yeah, he quit the monastery. Godwatches.com. <laughs> but Sign up true. with your credit card. <laughs> Just, that's Sorry, sort of, God. Oh, goodness, I don't want to even think about it. Oh. But he went from there, but he became the iconoclastic doctor for many. The scarf. Oh, yeah. The, the hat. He yeah. was very extraterrestrial, too, for once you realize the doctor was an alien. Well, I, what about Canine? Oh, Canine, of course, who John Pertwee hated because he said the doctor is the smartest man in the universe. He doesn't need a dog. <gasps> How but dare he? Everybody needs a dog. Exactly. But the doctor, no, the doctor dog. didn't make Canine. One of his friends. He was given him. One of his friends gave him yeah. Canine. What yes. planet was he on? Do you remember? Oh, I don't. That's was. I think it, I kind of remember the. I think it was the episode where he gets infected by the stuff, or the right. larva or something, and it just joins him. It's like the doctor's dog there, the scientist, and it just goes with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, Canine Master. Master. And that was. I love Canine. I don't care. I want a Canine. Yeah. No, she <laughs> didn't. You know, she didn't have. A, he didn't have a cat. No, he no. should have had a cat. No, cats are evil. No, they're not. Yes, they yes, are. They are. Yes, cats they will are. eat you. But they had this, I actually own Jelly Babies. I got Jelly Babies in a TARDIS box because they had them at a convention. They're gone now. Are they good? They're like gummy bears, oh, but they're okay. illegal here because the dyes like poisons or something. Great. Well, so are Kinder Eggs, but they finally made their way in. 
I mean, all the chemicals we use, and they're worried about the dye in a food. Oh, come on. In California, it's still legal to use lead paint on things as long as you put a warning on it. Well, hey. It only kills you in California, and we're in New York. Well, so, Cal- right. California is—they have their own set of problems. But the scarf, of course. But the early episodes were very gothic, horror-y. Did you ever notice that of Tom Baker? Yeah. Yeah, sort of like that. Um, to go another British route, the dark, shadowy. I was just thinking kinda, dark shadows. The dark yeah. shadows kind of vibe that kind of. And I think some of his episodes, some of the best that have ever been on for the show. They really are. And I think his intro episode, Robot, was one of the best intros because the intro episodes are always not that good because the doctors that know where the heck, you know, I'm just regenerated, I'm in the fog. Except for the latest doctor. Yes, we'll get to her. Awesome. Hey, relax. Hey. Well, relax, she's coming up. But Tom Baker, in the end, he got tired of, he actually married Lala Ward for a while, Romana, too. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. For a little while because there were all those. But he got tired of it at the end. His health, if you look at some of the later episodes with him, his hair started going like the curls. His health bothered him. And he didn't like all the explosions and everything. Mm. So he really just sort of got tired of it. He finally was time to go. And he had a great run. I think, I don't think he ever had a bad season. And that's something to be, that's something to be said about any actor in any TV show when you can have what five, seven years and not have a bad episode. But he had a thing about it also as well where he didn't want to do it again for a very long time. Right. He didn't return to the five doctors. He said it was too soon. <laughs> Remember that because that's the one we they riff track the hell out of. Yeah. Because it's like, well, wait a minute, you know, where's this guy? And it was just what a still shot of him. Yeah. Like from Shada, the yeah. episode that got it was stock cut. footage of him. You know, incapacitated Sorry. or something. <laughs> and one of the the number one rated Doctor Who episode I think ever was City of Death at the time. It was huge. It had John Cleese in it. Right. The Jaggeroth. It's a time travel thing in Paris. It was really good though. It's like one of those. It was top rated episode for years and years. Check it out if you haven't seen it. It's really good. No, I haven't seen that one yet. Um, I am. Quite a bit younger than all you guys, so I'm more into the modern Doctor yes, Who. Yes, I know that. Yeah, and uh, the classic Doctor Who I haven't been able to find yeah, so all we'll the get episodes. To that. And then there was a big, big task to continue after Tom Baker. And, and there's Peter Davison, who was completely different. He's the youngest Doctor, and he was known as Tristan Farn. And the joke was Tristan's the Doctor now because he was on All Creatures Great and Small. And I thought his run, I called the golden age of Doctor Who the first time around was John Pertwee through Davison, I think. Mm-hmm. That was like when it was really, really on. But do you have any recollections of Peter Davison? Do you like him? Uh, just that little spot that he did, but not really. I, I, I started, you know, I started watching uh, Doctor Who in 72 with my dad. And I was always a space girl. You know, always yes. into aliens, space girls, UFOs, aliens, whatever, before they became those. It was the difference, though, because Peter Davison was very vulnerable. He was young, whereas Tom Baker was in charge. A lot of the other doctors were always yeah. a problem. And he loved Patrick Troughton. And you can watch some of his episodes. He channels him like he'll do his voice. Like when he regenerates in Castro Velva, he's going, well, Jamie, I don't know where we are now. Talking about Jamie because his companion right, from the right. Highlands because he really liked that kind of duck. But he, there was a chance encounter with Patrick Trout where he decided three years and he was done. So then it took another weird shift with Colin Baker, who we know a little too. That's, oh. not, that's not true. Peter Davidson, he was very, he, he was very, he was only on for a couple years. Three years. Three, three years. But he was, he was so gentle. Yes. He was fragile. And he was he was, most, he was John Smith, basically. They said he would do stuff that other doctors wouldn't do, like he would go to somebody's funeral right. or another doctor won. He had like an outworldliness, but he actually was very gentle. And I love the episode Black Orchid where he plays cricket. It's like a little, it's almost like a hammer horror film where they go end up at a house and it turns out there's like the weird brother in the closet who got Oh my gosh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yes, yeah, so and he plays cricket again because that's like a cricket uniform he has on. <laughs> Like this white sweater. I gotta the, think. Like, the celery. The celery. Oh, with, yeah, the celery. Yeah, with, with it being, I would say, arguably, if not for sure, the longest-running science fiction show, you gotta think, like, would there be, like, a competition for people to get in there? Like, I'm sure that in the modern the modern day, you know, are people fighting to be the doctor? I know, yeah, Ron I think, Moody, yes, you ever see... 
Oliver Fagan and, and Oliver. Ron Moody told Liz Slayton that he'd been asked to be the doctor a few times. I know Brian Blessed has been considered a lot of times. Yeah. And I don't know how they go about the process sometimes. Somebody knows somebody or they just say, this guy, we want to look for this. Yeah, or like maybe, you know, they're looking like this person is very popular or do they try to stay away from that that it might take away from the show? Well, I think they want the contrast with Tom Baker, definitely with Peter Davis. Because how do you follow Tom Baker? That's not a great task. Well, that's the problem. Would you want to be that doctor that followed you know. But then after Peter Davison, we go to another crotchety, uh, different doctor getting Colin Baker. See, I, oh I don't know. When I talked to him, he didn't have that crotchety vibe to him. He seemed like a very gentle soul. Well, that's because of he's <laughs> acting. In reality, he's a very nice guy, but he played a very curmudgeonly doctor. Yeah, he it, was. He was like he was like the first doctor. They, he was grouchy and didn't care. He, it was all about him. And that outfit that they made him wear. He didn't want to wear it either. That was a big thing with him. He wanted, you talked about cats. He had a cat on there because he likes cats. But he did not like the outfit. He wanted to wear all black, but they said the master wears that. Right. And literally, he was in Arkin in Infinity as Commander Maxim. And it had that episode run the third season of Peter Davison, they would not have done it. Or if he had come back for the fifth doctor, because it would have been too soon. Yeah. It would have been, why have you done this? But that's when the show was going through a lot of problems. And what happened with him, too, is interesting. He's become really well-liked afterwards because he does a lot of audiobooks. He's uh, one of, uh, Sylvester McCoy is also And then came to Sylvester things. McCoy, yeah. who saved the show in a way for a while. Yeah. What were your thoughts on Sylvester McCoy, then? Me? Yeah. I, I thought he was... At first, I didn't like him. Oh. At first, I didn't like him at all. And then his companion, I didn't like either because her braid was too tight. <laughs> her braid? <laughs> her what? braid was like... She looked, you know what she looked like? She Ace. she looked like, she honestly, look, she looked like Tanya Harding to me. Oh, God. And, and like, like she was, her hair was so tight that it was pulling on yes, her face. Yes, it's I, like, it's like this. Like, like you need to chill. Your face no is. kidding. Yeah. But then when the Daleks came, she lightened up and he became more of a fun loving doctor who just kind of like ran the show and he would just walk but off. But there was always this dark side to him a little right, bit. But There's he something would walk sinister off. to he, him. Yeah, because he, he, was, he was trying to prevent war. Because he had just. That's when they started to really allude to the mystery of who he was. He, kill, he killed somebody. And right. that's when he said he would never kill anybody again yeah. because it um, broke his heart. I think that was, that was when he destroyed Gallifrey. He decided he would never kill anybody again. Right. But then the show went on hiatus. Yeah. For quite a while. Yeah. And then we go to the very, very bad movie in 1996. Oh, yeah. That was horrible. And the shame about that Eric Roberts is the master, the Americanized version. Yeah. And the sad part about that is Paul McGann could have been a great doctor. He you really know, could have. You he could have. You and I, mean, I have talked about this. It's it, For me, it's the, it's the Timothy Dalton, James Bond theory. Like, just wasn't given enough of a chance. If you Google Night of the Doctor, it's six minutes long. It has Paul McGann, and it leads up to the Doctor Who anniversary episode. He is incredible. He would have been great, but he maybe never had he a chance. Could, maybe he could come back. I've always hoped that he does a lot of the audiobooks. Oh, cool. But I wish he could just, they should do a movie of him or a spinoff because he's so good. And he wanted one of the best Doctors. But then we have the revision. And when did you discover the revision? Did you see it from the beginning? Um... I discovered it after the 10th Doctor, and then I went back to the 9th Doctor, Christopher Eccleston. Yes. Um, and I'm glad I didn't start watching with the 9th Doctor, because I actually hate him as the Doctor. I think we'll he's a good actor a otherwise. Um, but my great uncle, who's long past, used to watch Doctor Who on a regular basis. So then when that came back out, he's like, oh, I'm going to watch this again. And I was like, sure, whatever, I'll sit for a minute. Well, my friend Mark Casey, who does a lot of theater, he calls Christopher Eccleston the rock and roll doctor. And I think there's, for me, I have this weird theory about the new Doctor Who. I think, I don't know about Capaldi or Jody, but I think a lot of them are archetypes. I think the first, Christopher Eccleston is the war-torn doctor. It's time war. He's all battle-scarred. He's Mm -hmm. angry. Mm -hmm. Very. He's he's a soldier who just got back from battle and is discovering PTSD. Yes. That's exactly yes, stressed exactly out. Right, yeah. it's like the episode Dalek. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, when he, you would make an excellent Dalek because he's torturing the Dalek. Mm-hmm. 
and he seems like he's just scarred though. Like he's got a lot of trauma, obviously, because he kills yeah. whole his whole people died, as far as he knows at this time. But also with him, um, I think there was a lot of tension within the cast because they didn't he didn't like whoever was producing and they didn't like him they had created something happened yeah i was gonna say that's you always heard about the tension between eccleston and the production it's something happened it was jared davies at the time i think or terrence davies or somebody and the thing is it was so bad he won't come back even though he left he wouldn't come back for anything he just had such bad feelings about it he left after a season i think i think from what i hear is the relationship is beginning to mend between him and, and he would say Doctor Who as a franchise. He would say that, okay, I only did one year because I did what I wanted to do and I left. Then he would just say I wasn't very happy with the producers. But they have different producers now. Oh, yeah, now they've had twice, two. Yeah, since then. But after that, it was, of course, David Tennant. Uh, who was I, my second favorite Doctor. He used to be my favorite Doctor, and then we got into the more modern Doctors, so. I mean, I when he, third. when, okay. I always I, look I, again. I my view that. of him is he's like the romantic sort of I the think lost every romantic. Is my favorite I think, so. think Tennant's the one I can relate to the point. most. That's you know the old joke about that. Ah, oh, but with doctors him, leaving. Oh, the, darn it! The thing that I loved about the end of of the um, the tenth Doctor was he split into two with Rose, and she was put into an alternate universe, right? Mm-hmm. And he had to become human to be with her but they were in love and so he was able to live out the rest of his life Cause, with because one of the themes about i always found with david Tennant is loneliness where he always said yeah. that we're like class reunion with sarah jane and he says mm. you die i just regenerate and he's always sort of like my lost angel in the one episode mm-hmm. where he talks about him isn't that his wife no that's that's actually, it was a different, it was Sophia Miles, an actress. Who, who was his daughter? Uh, he's, he's, he's married to Catherine Moffat, who's okay. Peter Davison, but that, she's never been in the show as far okay. as I know. Okay. But he's always lonely. He always realizes, and after Rose, remembering the specials, he just says, I don't want another companion. I'm done. <laughs> but then he just goes, and I love that final episode with him when he's going around saying goodbye to everybody. He knows he's going to regenerate. And I just thought that was just so sad, the Christmas episode. He's saying goodbye. He gives a lottery, winning lottery ticket to one of them for the next day. And then he's just trying to stagger back to the tar saying, I don't want to go. And I thought that was really poignant. I, don't, I thought they would like, I do cry at the show. I admit it sometimes. Well, and you have to admit yeah. that, Oh yeah, that's, you know, that's with it being on so long, they've got to do something to really, in a way, humanize such an alien character. And they thought Tennant was so good, they almost stopped the series after that, when he left. I guess it was during a break during Hamlet, when he was doing Hamlet, he said it was killing him, he decided he was going to leave on top. But that, but they said they almost ended it because he was so popular. Hmm. So ironically, the next Doctor became even more popular, Matt Smith. No, and what, I look at him as almost like the childhood friend. I was going to say, wasn't it the irony at the time, the youngest actor playing the oldest Doctor? Yes. Yeah. And really old, because he lives to like 2,000 then. Yeah. But what did you think of him? Matt Smith, I thought, was a very good doctor. I thought he was a little wonky. Yes. But I thought it made, it, I made the episodes really interesting. And he definitely had a unique perspective. Like that little fez hat he would run around in all the time. <laughs> I was always like, what is up with this hat? Why the fuck oh, is he Oh, bow tie. Bow tie. Looks yeah, really the good. bow tie, the fez. The, that was, I have actually just watched this episode recently when he meets Amy and he like shows up at her house when she's a kid. When she was a kid and then shows up the next time and she's a The teenager. girl who waited. Yeah, the girl who waited. And yeah. she's got that cop uniform on because she's going to a st- like jump out of a cake or something. <laughs> no, I think she just had a bunch of uniforms. I think she was a co- uh, con artist. Yeah, because it's she's so <laughs> You're not even a police officer, but she handcuffs him to the radiator. <laughs> yeah. Unless we not forget the bow tie is a strategic military advantage. You can't you can't be choked out with a bow tie. You can't get it caught in anything. It doesn't slow you down. If you're running away, it won't get caught in a tree branch. I mean, have we tested this theory? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, Alton Brown did it. But he was the youngest doctor who was the oldest doctor. Which I always thought was, and I I think that was something that was a source of pride for him personally, listening to interviews. You go through a lot of, like, David Tennant loved the show. 
Matt Smith had never seen it before, though. Which really? I think is weird. That's but so weird. Capaldi loves the show. <coughs> but Matt Smith had never seen Star Trek. But, but at the same time, don't you think, and, I, I've, <laughs> and I've discussed, and I've talked about this and other things, do you think it could be an advantage for an actor to come in having never seen the show? Like be- the jury, yes. Yes, because they're not going to do what they would want to see rather than they're going to give the audience what they would want to see based on the actual script. And then we found out during Matt Smith, because it was the 50th anniversary stuff, we had the war doctor, John um, Hurt, who yeah. we didn't know about. So what actually happened between Paul McGann and Christopher Etchelson, the one who fought in the time war was John Hurt. Oh, because John he Hurt. couldn't be called the doctor anymore because he had to do all the killing and everything. Yeah. And he was really good. He said it was the toughest role he'd done since the Elephant Man with all the weird technology right. and everything. Yeah. And what do you think of the anniversary special? Has anybody seen it, I hope, or not, or... With David Tennant comes back, I his Zygons. No, I didn't see oh, that one. Yeah. I didn't see it. I did not see it. I must see it now. How could you miss that one? It it, dude, that... I don't know. I've been going through hell and back and stuff. So. But it has every doctor in there, including Peter Capaldi, who was not the doctor yet. That that was that a good episode. Um, that was the one where they just like open this hole and just like throw stuff back and forth yeah. to each other. And then they tell <laughs> Jenna the. They tell her, you're the witch. She's the witch. I don't want to be the witch. I'll do some witchy witchcraft. Oh, wait a minute. I think I've seen that one now. I now, now Clara, they tell her Claire, because they're yeah. stuck in the thing. And they're stuck and they're trying to get out of the cell. And she just opens the door. Yeah, because she can go. She's like in a, in a portal. And she can get to every single doctor at the same time. And yeah. they do the thing where they actually freeze Gallifrey in time. Spoilers. Because they don't kill everybody. Well, no, I don't have to watch They do it. a crossfire so the Daleks wipe out each other and they save Gallifrey, but they have to find Gallifrey. It's missing still. Right, because it's in, it's hidden. Yeah, but they hid it in a painting. Yes. Okay. Because Tom Baker finally comes back. He's the curator of the museum. When was this When was this put out? 2005? 13. 2013? Yes. Oh okay. My I actually gosh. saw it at the theaters. All the little kids running around with fezzes on. <laughs> What? How did I miss this? What's it the was, name of it? It was really good. It's the Day of the Doctor, isn't it? Yeah, that was yeah, the Day were, of the Doctor. Because there's Night of the Doctor, and then the Christmas episode was the time of the Doctor when he regenerates. Yeah. yeah. He ends up protecting a town called Christmas for like 900 years. I remember that. And then he's going to die because the regen. I don't think they ever knew that the regeneration, you could have 12 regenerations, that the show would be going on and on. <laughs> but the thing about that is Etchelson's character has not changed because they don't kill everybody but they don't remember. So Etchelson still thinks he's scarred. He still thinks they killed everybody. Yeah, but the, the time of the doctor where they pull everybody out from the painting in Gallifrey yeah. and save Gallifrey was when they actually yeah. changed history. Yeah. Gallifrey falls no more. Remember on the painting they have the writing? Mm. Yeah. Yep, I remember that. Yeah, because there's yep. the writing they can't figure out. Then Tom Baker goes to a no more. That he's going to say about searching for Gallifrey. Yeah. And he eventually figures out, and this is a spoiler, but he can just jump right into the painting. Yeah. It's Doctor Who. You can do stuff Yeah, like but that. you'd think he would have realized that a little earlier. It, he wasn't that bright. Well, apparently. <laughs> I mean, it's like the key to, it's like in the Invasion of Time. He hides the key to time in a painting full of keys. Yeah, oh, we were talking the about that. The day of the Doctor the... got five tomatoes. Five rotten tomatoes. 100%. Of course. It was great. Yeah. Well, so how have you not seen it? I don't know, uh, and it's scaring me. Where was I? You were in time somewhere traveling. You're a future incarnation. Well, we probably have future incarnations of the Doctor, and we have a future incarnation of the Master at the end of the sure, thing over because here. I'm, I'm a free, I'm, I was on another planet saving my freaky people. But then they always from, have the Christmas episodes, the, and at the Christmas episode... Matt Smith called it a day finally, and then they did the thing where they call it to the time. He's protecting a town called Christmas, and he's going to die of old age. So Clara appeals to the Time Lords as a crack of time, and they give him more energy so he can keep regenerating. Convenient how that works. He becomes isn't it? a curmudgeon in Peter Capaldi. And what are your thoughts on him? He is my favorite male doctor. <laughs> I wonder who your favorite female doctors. We'll find out. <laughs> um, well, there's only one option, but she is my favorite doctor. Um, but well, Peter Capaldi, I... It's Capaldi. I'm just, I'm not being an idiot. It's just, just, he always says it. 
Okay. He's Scottish. No, he says Capaldi. That's Capaldi. He's Scottish. That's kind of hard to say. Um, I, I like him because he learns compassion. Do yes. you see? That's another movie. Oh, that's that, the Iron Giant. That's not. Yeah, it's the Iron Giant. It's not him. Yeah, but doesn't he look like a? a, a, a he looks like the robot. Cyberman. Yeah. Kind of. Don't scare. Her. Yeah. <laughs> but Keita, what about Capaldi? Because I really liked him as well. Um, we met him together. Oh, you remember? Did? Not we, Capaldi. The, yeah, we did. We met him together when we went to that movie. For oh the yeah. Christmas special. Oh yeah. And uh, at first, I was kind of like, this guy looks like a teenager from 1984. <laughs> who is in a band and wants to prove how cool he is. And they're in the they're in the restaurant and they're talking and they're looking around and they notice that everyone is like eh, eh, Yeah. Eh. You're doing it right. And <laughs> basically what I'm doing is I'm roboting my hand yes, follow, to my mouth. Follow the bouncing ball of yours. Right. And then it gets weird because he abandons her. Yeah. But then she goes up. She goes, if this is the doctor, he won't leave me. And it turns out it was a thing that he did it on purpose. Because he went to, for the dino, he went to the dinosaur yeah. who was, couldn't find her baby. And that's when I liked her because it's, I realized that he liked her. You have animals. to realize it's a really interesting show if this makes no sense well, to somebody. It's are, not supposed to make sense. You know, it's supposed to be entertainment. But he was grouchy. He seemed yep. very bitter, like yep. almost. He was a lot he was like, scared. he was a lot like, um. Hartnell. Hartnell. I saw some Tom Baker yeah. in him. Yeah, well, a little bit, yeah. So I did notice that. Now you know, you know people who don't like him, though, don't you? Don't you like know people who don't like him? I can't stand there, him. There, there's one friend in particular. Um, she is not a. Uh, was it Capaldi? I'm only saying yeah. because he said it. I'm not. She didn't care him. for him. She didn't hate him, but didn't care for him. She also was not a fan. I don't think she was a fan of Eccleston. Oh. And she also. I, I have to say, for also, I don't think she was a fan of Matt Smith either. Wow, is she like any of them? <laughs> Vonda, hell yeah. I think she, she likes... Tom Baker. Uh, like <laughs> Tom Baker, Colin Now you were Baker, saying, I think you said Jody. to me one time, you really didn't like his last companion that much, though. Peter Capaldi's. Oh, um, Bill? Yeah. Yeah, I thought she was annoying. Yeah. I loved Bill. I thought she was I loved like... Bill because she was gay and proud of it. I loved that Well, that's all her. right. That's fine. But her personality was so, like, just ditzy. Not at all. She was actually quite bright. I noticed that she was very bright, and she used the ditziness to because she was lazy. That's what I like yeah, about the show, that's, though. That's what it a, is. I didn't like that she was lazy. She was lazy. I like that. There's like everybody has a different opinion about the show. But about when the she meets about the... when she meets her girlfriend from another planet, and decides to leave because the girlfriend's in the puddle. The, the girlfriend was from Earth, right? But then the the being. The lonely being that is a traveler. What was it? The, the star. Yeah, the being, yeah. Yeah. Found her, killed her, and took over her body. Yeah. So that's kind of creepy. Yes. And Bill didn't know it at the time. But Bill fell in love with her anyway because she and the girlfriend became one together. So I guess yeah. she didn't really kill. The being didn't kill the girlfriend. They became one. Yes. Like they I, bonded somehow. They, it saved her. In the end, because she was going to die. She was going to die. I right. Think My favorite Capaldi she had episode. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah, she, she had, had the cancer tears. or something yes. in her yeah. eye. My favorite episode of Capaldi still was the Robin Hood episode. Though. Oh, that was fun. That I was loved fun. it, especially the end, because they're talking about <clears throat> each other. Well, who would ever think that a man born to Richard would steal a TARDIS and help the oppressed? <laughs> I he, know, right? She told me the story. I'm just as real as you are. <laughs> I love that story, though, because he's going back. Clara wants him to go back to meet Robin Hood. He's like, there's no Robin Hood. And there's Robin Hood. Yep. And it turns out aliens have invaded Sherwood. That seems right. And I love that when he's diagnosing him, well, you, you're here. Yeah, you, five months to live. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just love every Clara episode. I know she I got love Clara, too. I do, too. She got a lot of shit from people for being... I was reading somewhere about how a lot of people thought she was incredibly vain and like not at all. And everything was supposed to be about her, and she was like, she had to be like the prettiest person ever. But like, no, I, I was like, what are you talking about? She was so. I thought she was super interesting. I have to say the name. I love the name too, Clara Oswin Oswald. I love that. You know what I liked about her is that she saw, she met every single doctor, 
and she knew who the doctor was. So she was like, excuse me, no. that's." that's and remember weird. also during the first Capaldi episode, or Capaldi or whatever, I'm American. Whatever, whatever, we're whatever American. He said Capaldi, it. Capaldi, we're remember the Matt Smith's doctor calls, him, calls her on the phone. At the end of the episode, remember? Oh, yeah. It says, yeah. hi, this is, oh, who's this? Oh, it's me. Now, he's going to be scared. Will you stay? Because he's going to leave him. I think she dropped, he drops her in Edinburgh by mistake. And he's going to leave. She's going to leave him. But then she stays with him because he's afraid. He's trying to get on. And we should, before we go on to Jody, what are some of the companions you like and you dislike? Who are, what are, what are we? I liked Amy a lot. I loved Amy. Rory. Annoyed the shit out of me. If you ever see Legends of Tomorrow, the show on the CW, he's he's basically the doctor. He was just Rory was just so annoying. He was he then he became come on. He goes back into to to Roman time and becomes an android, a centurion. Yeah, but he's not even human anymore. He's a centurion and he's a robot. Rory the robot. He becomes a robot. Yeah, and then he's turned into. A human again when he meets the weeping angels and they decide to kill him. Yeah, that that, that one that just didn't he's fly kind with of a me. Confusing, he's a confusing character. Yeah, and then what they about, and then they get a divorce after the yeah. whole thing. That pissed me off. What about Rose though? I, mean, I like, love Rose. Rose I Tyler. Loved Rose. I liked Rose a lot. I thought that yeah. she was probably one of the, besides Clara. I think that she was the best companion because she fell people, in love with the doctor. From the old days, a lot of people loved Sarah Jane Smith, obviously. Oh, well, of course. How who could doesn't? You not? I had a crush on her. She was like one of the non bad girls I had a crush we, on. Who doesn't? Ah. No, don't forget, Colin Baker ah. made that joke to me. Who? Yeah. Because <laughs> I held up a t shirt with his picture on it and I said, Mr. Baker, what do you think of this? I say, who's that? Yeah. That was a thing he that He signed a thing. I met him. I told him. I met him back That's in 1986. Awesome. I'm sure you knew that, too. You were around then. Oh, yeah, totally. And I met him, <laughs> and I remember he signed the picture to Rob Colin Who. And then I told him I saw him in Blake 7 as a villain. I love the line about his mother. He recites the whole dialogue for me. And so That's I tell awesome. him years later, how many opportunities do you have that I meet him years later? And I tell him about that. That's beautiful. Very sweet man. Devers yeah. was there, too. Oh, God, I love that With guy. With his teddy bear. Yeah. Yeah, Davros, if you don't realize, Terry Malloy, he's obsessed with Monty, a bear that he takes everywhere with him. Yes. Uh, and I didn't realize that. Yeah, he, he, told, he told us the whole story that it was his childhood teddy bear, and he paid, like, some ungodly sum of money to have it completely restored. Why can't we all have and our now, little teddy bears? And now Monty accompanies him everywhere. Because Daleks guarded it. Literally, yeah, there were Daleks, Daleks guarding it. He, he stepped away. The Dalek rolled up and was watching Monty. I watched Are Monty. Are you serious? Yes. Davros had and, a Then he took him to lunch. Well, yeah, then he took him to lunch. It was the same teddy bear. He had a teddy bear with him when he was on Scarrow and all those hands are popping up. Yeah. Yeah. But that's see even had it there. But now we have to move to Jody. Oh, I love her. How many episodes has it been for her? I think seven or eight. I was gonna say no, they, been... they finished the season. Yeah. Um, Did they finish the yeah, first they just, season? They're gonna do a New Year's special instead of a Christmas special this year. Let's hmm. go. I think if they're playing, if it's playing, we'll go to it. But otherwise, what gets me about the doctor, people are playing, ah, it can't be a woman, it can't be a woman. They're they, Gallifreyans. They could be a freaking they could be a no, poodle if they no, want I, to. I, I, they can. I would love that. Would you rel- watch that with the dog as a doctor? Yeah. I've been relatively yeah. silent in this, but I want to say, speaking on behalf of people with sense, who gives a damn? No no pun intended with the who, but why does why do people matter? Or why do people think it matters? Why can't a woman be a doctor or an, a non-English person be a doctor? This was something, this was a conversation I actually had with my father. When they announced that Jodie Whittaker was going to be the doctor, he's like, how can you take this male character and make it female? I was like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, dead. They literally change bodies. Like oh, this, yeah, and Missy this... is the master, too. Yeah. <gasps> that, are you, what, the moment ah, you said she that, is... she yeah. pops up. That's yeah. crazy. I love her, too. She's oh, she great. The best and then master. there was that one guard in um, the last Clara episode, Face the Raven, that is male at one point and then gets shot, regenerates, yeah. and becomes female again. Yeah. Well, and I've always had the theory that it's it's the the Dread Pirate Roberts James Bond Doctor Who principle. It's a title. It's not a character. It's not a person. Well, there's also John Barrowman's Captain Jack Harkness, who was he 
basically honestly he's my favorite i love him i think he's hot too i do when missy plugs uh clara into the tardis that was cool yeah and then she's talking to them and all she says is exterminate exterminate hate hate hate, but what did you think of that episode when the master comes back and they're killing captain jack every like five minutes when they have him as prisoner he's just like gets the incinerate because he that captain jack is from the 52nd century he can't die I just think it's hilarious. I think I think it's funny because Captain Jack actually regularly commits suicide and then it's just like I can't die, whatever. But he goes beyond <laughs> at that point in life they go beyond ideas of sexuality too because I think he's attracted to anything. It's like he, no he, big deal he, yeah. anymore. He he he's because he's lived so long, it doesn't matter if you're male or female, it doesn't matter what planet you're from, it doesn't matter if you're a blob, if you're an ood. You know, it doesn't I, matter. I, love I don't Lude. know if I could have a crush on an Ood, though. Maybe I think they're cool. Though. One of my favorite characters, Cthulhu looking. Yeah, you. it is. One of my favorites is Strax. I think he's hilarious. The Satyran Strax. Now we will blow you up with the hand when he hits Clara with the newspaper. I, I but with with there. acid. Uh, Strax was with the reptilian lady. <gasps> Yeah, Madame Vestra. Madame Vestra, so yeah. So beautiful. And then, oh, then Matt Smith is giving, like, don't give me a noogie. Noogie, yeah. And oh, David, oh, yeah, Strax. And David Tennant's like, they have like giant potatoes. They have giant time. potato heads. Right. Strax was funny when he um, tried to take Clara's hair as a hat. And then he's like, oh, can I take yeah. your coat? And she's like, these are these are my clothes. No. Right, come on, boy. Girl. Yeah. Boy. Um, boy. He kept calling the one the one girl a boy. I can't remember her name. Yeah. I remember that, that was Clara. It was Clara. No. Oh, oh, the girl. Yeah, the girl comes. Say one word. Only one word. Pond. Mm. And then she came with, come on, boy. He's hilarious, though, because he's, like, literally so deadpan because he's just so serious. Maybe... The companion was uh, transsexual, you know, maybe. Yeah. But what about Jody though? I thought, so I loved her in the movie Venus, so I'd seen her before. And she was in Broadchurch, I guess, or something. He was like in that. Yeah. So she had a background with the new producer. But I think she's really, really, I think she's a lot lighter again now than Peter was. I, I've only seen one episode, the beginning. That's, that's all I've seen. So if you spoil it, it's not going to be a big deal to me. Spoilers! Well, nothing really bad. It's... How's it been for you so far? Um, I think that Jodie Whittaker is really funny as the doctor because she goes and makes a an emphasis on pointing out, you know, when I was a man, I didn't have to validate myself to every single person to solve this stupid issue. Or the one where they go, who's in charge? She is. Who says? We do. Because yeah. they can't believe she's in charge. Yeah. What I like is when, they, when she changes and they're like, you you need a different outfit. You can't wear those Oh, when she goes through all the clothes. Yeah. Tom Baker you're, did that in his episode, too. You're a woman. You can't wear these clothes. I haven't been a woman in forever. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of her outfit? Because I always look at the outfits. I think I go, it's ridiculously it's, so it, the doctor. It looks Kryptonian to me, almost like something for the planet Krypton. Yeah, it looks. Because um, I noticed like when they came back now, they don't do as much as before. Like with Tom Baker, they had the scarf or Peter because they I, just had a leather jacket for she Edgelson. She kind of dresses like the Ice Warriors a little bit. You know, she's she's got that Ice Warrior thing going on. You know how they wear yeah. the the you know or like a Star Trekky thing a little bit, you know. But like, they they still I, haven't I had like a ginger. They, I, they, I actually just like her sweater. They still haven't had a ginger though, so they always go on about. They you know Colin Baker sort of was, because mm. they always go on about that. But I really like her run so far, and I think that's I think she's got a very good future. And you wonder where they're going to go after her. I was I was just going to say, as we approach the the near the end of the. Episodes in the she end of. She looks like the Tardis. Ooh. She literally she does look she... like. You oh, I never right. thought of that. She Take does a look. look like wow, the she does. And so, oh my yeah. gosh, it's brilliant! You're brilliant! Yeah. You're brilliant! Well, it's what see do, you and your design mind. Going it's down great. the line of the Whovians, what do you think is the future? Who's next? Who? 
is next? Oh. Or what is next? Well, originally that was going to be the Lifehouse album, <laughs> but I guess Roger Daltrey didn't want to do another concept album. They couldn't do it, so they just did Who Knows Next. <laughs> after all. It's because the, well, the, you know, the one guy's still tied to his computer for his child. Well, that was years earlier. We yeah, don't want to know. Matter. Huh? Just but I don't know what. What true, I like about happen. the show is you never know what it's going to do. You really right. don't. And they, for me, I don't think there's ever been a bad doctor. I don't know if anybody. I know some people don't like ones as much as others, but I think they always get it at least right away. Where it's always. It's still the doctor. It's like Matt Smith said. What do you have around? What do you have for me now? Yeah. It's like a. It's a regeneration because right. it's literally. If if it was the same person on the same show, well, he'd be ancient now. But if it started all those years ago, it would get tired. But why does the doctor... Oh, I know why. The doctor likes Scottish people, and that's why he regenerates as well, a Scots person. McCoy, the Tenet, Capaldi, Tenet, Tenet, who is actually Peter, David McDonald. David McDonald. Oh, yeah. I think he is. What's Jody? Is she Welsh, I think? I, I think she's Welsh. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't but know. But there's a very Echel, good story Echel's about Doctor Who. One of the th- ideas of the show is that it gives people hope. Mm. Yeah. That the doctor's out there. And one of my good friends, Storm... Years ago, he told me the story one time about Doctor Who that I thought I want I want to tell Tom Baker this. I actually sent him an email. Storm Blonde Storm. Storm Kiss, yeah. I love Storm. He told me one time he said he was homeless in California with his family. He said the show gave me hope. They found in a junkyard a way to hook a TV up to watch Doctor Who on the TV, and he said watching Tom Baker gave them hope That's seeing nice. this. And I guess there's a story Tom Baker said where he used to go around. He would see you if you were a kid staring at him. He'd say, he'd "Get your name." You. I see you watching on me, me on TV. And he went up to some kid in the hospital. He's visiting the children. He loved children. And some kid wraps their arms around him and starts going, Doctor Who, Doctor Who. And the doctor's stunned. And the doctor said, it's the first word she said in five years. <gasps> oh, my oh, God. Wow. I just got chills from that. That's beautiful. And I said, it makes a difference. I mean, the show is positive, it, it though. Is it's positive. not like in this world, especially now, where there's so much nastiness and everything. And that's why I think I have... Uh, a problem with the the critics when they were bashing the producers picking a woman to be the doctor. But my other thing, I it's like you know too. what? It's 2018. It's time to grow up, people. Yeah. They're critics. Critics are always no, going to be critical. No, of critics everything. are people that have failed at everything they do, yeah. so they have to. But criticize the one thing other I have people. to ask: yeah, Would you have a dream doctor? Who right. would you have anybody in the role? If you could pick anybody to play the role, do you have anybody or not? Do you just want to see Roger how they Daltrey? Roll? Roger Daltrey. Yeah. Would there be too many who puns though on there? No, who I are think you? Be great, because he's handsome and he's older now. He looks like B. He... Arthur now. I saw him in concert last yeah, year. Yeah, but you know what? I think that he's a, he's a, he can act. He's uh, he can act. Though. He can act, and he, I know that he likes Doctor Who. So I would say Gary Oldman for me because Gary, oh, Oldman's, Gary Oldman's amazing. You have anybody that will? Oh, I got one. Go on. Come on. Um, this is this is a very very my generation way to approach this Jason no. Momoa oh. I think that'd be amazing to see I would Jason probably Momoa let's see if he, let's see if he survives Aquaman because from what I've heard it's not looking so positive good. for him I to think he's so Aquaman. hot though myself oh, he's yeah. incredible three of us think he's, he's really so hot I don't know I'm if not saying I kick him out of bed oh for eating crackers God. but I'm just I'm just he's questioning hot. if he can survive the the terrible I would have him on here putting his head in front of He's oh. so incredible. I think he'd be having a sense of humor. Well, that's the thing. Like, you've ever seen the picture, the famous picture now of him meeting the girl at the show, and she wanted the picture, but her boyfriend didn't want it. So, like, his just, arm is around her, but he, in the expanded photo, he's face he's pie-facing the boyfriend so away from the him. Thing, <laughs> the thing is, awesome. with, with him... He's a very, very good actor, and in the historical films that no, he's in, he's phenomenal. That's what I mean. He's a great actor, but I just... I think he Aquaman could be wasn't like the well fighter. Written. No, that's not him. He's a great actor. Yeah, the that's writing what I mean. in Aquaman, Aquaman sucked. I haven't seen it yet. So oh, critics good. have, because it's well, been released Well, we may see it. We may not. We'll see how that goes. I still want to see it. Critic, critics Yeah, we're going to go see it probably. They're not, let's put it this way. To put it lightly, they are not pleased. They so are we'll make our own minds up. Yeah. Okay, the way that yeah, they I advertised agree. Justice League was literally a picture of Jason Momoa. Well, that's shirtless. Because that's intelligent. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do Sex that? Sex sells. Yeah. We all know this. Sex sells. Right. But there's so many better ways to approach that advertising. Yes, well, you know, it's just ridiculous, though, but... No, but it, he's hot right now, you know, because yeah. of, like, you know, Game of Thrones yeah. and... Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, when he was Del Drogo. Cal Drogo. Cal Drogo. He was Conan, too, wasn't he? 
No, no, that was somebody else. Oh, I, I, thought it, I thought it was him, but I was like, no, it's a guy that kind of looks like oh, him. Okay. But no, much but he's also in a couple car commercials, as oh. well he's as... He's in uh, a Carhartt commercial. Yeah. yeah. But I love like the show rules and everything, so... I'm going to throw mine before we throw to our sponsor. I have two, and they're very different caliber of actors. One, Daniel Day-Lewis, because he's the greatest actor who has ever lived. Plain and simple. Kudos. You cannot argue with that. Okay. Anybody that argues with it is wrong. <laughs> Plain and simple. And two, because the re the second season of it is coming up, Seth MacFarlane. I love the Orville. Yes. Because, I love it. Because that's coming up at the end of this year. I can't wait. But I think because he takes everything he does, weirdly enough for me to say this seriously, I think he could be a good Doctor Who. Oh, you know what? He could. You are That's what right. you know what? That's the one thing I'm gonna end with on that is but I think that what I love about the world is anybody because has anybody ever imagined I've imagined playing the doctor. Yeah, because I can see you, you being could the just doctor. do because it's so the diversity of the role and there's so many different people and I would say I know what I would bring to it and everything. Okay. And he'd be the master, of course. But I think that's one of the appeals of the show. How can you have a you have a, a concept where you can never you have stories that you're never going to run out of. It's exactly. It's literally endless. Isn't it true that the doctor changes in the people that he's seen? Yeah. That's supposedly he yeah. said that he's like familiar faces sometimes. He he picks faces out of a crowd. Hmm. So I actually right. look to see right. what comes next in everything. Yeah. And so, but we don't we have we'll a sponsor find that we still we'll have. find out in a couple of years. Yes. But I hope it's been fun, everybody. Yeah. It has. Yeah, it Thanks has. for having us here. Well, and I'm going to give you both jelly babies. Yeah. Jelly babies, illegal, we might die illegal, of poisoning. <laughs> I guess oh. the red dye. I guess what Tom Baker said they couldn't sell them here because like the dye in them. They yeah, the red dye here. number six. I have my little TARDIS five. box at oh. home. Red dye number four. But on something, that, something well, like that, that's whatever. a perfect segue. Yeah, same color as I do. With their green eyes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. this regeneration when you change, it'll oh, be Lord. something else. But we have our lawyer who oh, yeah. hasn't regenerated. It hasn't regenerated. Yet. But if you're ever curious about what dyes are legal in the United States or not. You can visit our sponsor, Upsitnik and Associates Law Offices. Lawyers for you, the people, for 40 years, telling you what's illegal, what's not illegal, and what's safe to eat. Don't lick the lead paint. Find them on Facebook and on the interweb. Oh, God, that was funny. And as I said before, but, Susie, obviously you're in a band we've had on before. And are you yeah. playing New Year's Eve or no? Well, no, or? we're playing uh, Boxing Day, the day after Christmas at Dinosaur Barbecue. Well, how come now I find out about it? <laughs> because I haven't put anything up because I haven't been oh. feeling uh, Oh, okay. Health but issues, I will, you know. I will yeah, close I with this. But you have the willpower. But we have to play one of your songs. It's perfect. You could explain this. It's called, it's called oh, Homo what? Galactica in my groovy go-go. Thank you for saying it. Yeah, because thanks. I remember you writing Doctor Who, Doctor Who lyrics on a sheet Holy one time, shit. but I thought that would be perfect to end this. Yeah. Well, that's it? really what it's about. Oh, so I just did it by accident. No, it's really it's like I'm I'm going from planet to planet, saving my people from the the harshness. Of well, you mankind. are a space girl. Well, it's true. I'm not from this planet. And it's very true. Rob, Doctor but I can't tell you the name. Doctor Who's it. on first. Uh, uh no, he, Doctor Who's on second. Now what? No what? What's no, on first? Colonel Watts on second. <laughs> I don't know. Third, Third base. base. Okay. Right. Oh know. my lord! What else can I say for that? For that's all you for can Marissa, say. Susie, Zach, uh, whatever is out there in the cosmos, the Cybermen, beware of them, and the Daleks, and, and never watch out when you shake your pepper. Use never, salt over pepper. Use salt over pepper, and don't trust a plunger. Yes, and bye bye. <laughs> Thanks a lot, everybody. Uh, uh. <laughs>